Hi, I'm Mary Ryersey, and I serve as the Managing Director and Head of Schools at XQ Institute. And I'm a longtime educator. My passion is high school. That's also the focus of XQ. I'll share a little more about that in a minute. I've been in education for over 30 years, so I've served both directly with students as a classroom teacher, coach, building administrator, district administrator, state level. I've worked with ed tech and with foundations and organizations supporting students. And I'm a mom of three, have seen three young men through high school, so have a lot of experience and passion around high school in particular. So XQ, we're partnering with communities to rethink high school. And our goal is to see transformation underway in high schools across America. And by that, we mean we have, of course, our theory of change, our North Star, and um, some of those are represented in our learner outcomes. We're looking for a broader definition of student success for all learners so that they would go beyond foundational knowledge, for example, to also be generous collaborators, original thinkers, and problem solvers for uncertain worlds. So we have um, both a theory of change of what we hope for for students and also with design principles that we think are integral for any high school to be successful. They're the things that you'd think of, school mission, culture, but not just that. Like We believe that community-centered school redesign with parents and learners, all types of learners, all kinds of learners, all complexities at the table, designing the school that's best for their community. So I I talked about rethinking high school. You know, that's a fancy word for there are lots of components. And in many ways, architecture is like, what's the system surrounding what happens for learners each day? So we are really focused at XQ on helping schools emerge in their communities that are embody these design principles of schools with a strong mission and culture, strong youth voice and choice, and especially meaningful engaged learning. So we can talk about the architecture of high school and not literally the buildings, but how is it designed with students at the center? Uh, One of the key components of the architecture is what does the learning itself look like? And for too long, students have had, for example, a transcript that doesn't necessarily represent the breadth of learning. So we believe that there's a a new model for learning that will require a new architecture. And and that includes all the surrounding things like policy, assessment, et cetera. But we believe that we need a new architecture that is first inspiring, it's rigorous, it's accelerative, it's equitable, it's engaging, and it's learning that enables young people to show what they're learning in new and unfamiliar contexts. And that that students are given credit and experiences for things that may or may not happen in the walls of a school or in any certain classroom. If you look at uh, currently, our, we have like one mechanism for credentialing in high schools, and it's the transcript, and it's pretty flat. I bet for as many things as we could talk about in school, I could say words like, what is project-based learning? Or what is um, competency-based? Or what does special ed look like in a school? And we might all have different constructs for every one of those things. But when I say transcript, I bet if we were all to like describe the visual picture in our head, it says something like English 9, C, biology, B+, number of credits, 0.5, GPA. And it's, it's flat. And it doesn't tell you about the, the blessings, the complexities, the opportunities of each young person there. So the, by a new credential, we need something that both represents and demands a new type of learning for students. So that, that type of learning that I described, where it's meaningful, rigorous, it allows students to show their unique strengths. And so instead of having a flat transcript where it, instead of show what you know, it's show how long you sat. We need something that is more representative of the complex learning and learners that we have.
so important in anything that we do. And when we talk about rethinking high school or having a new definition of what a learning experience looks like, what has to be at the center is equity for all students and forethought around whether we use words like accommodation or differentiation or personalized learning or a personalized plan for learning. At the end of the day, the learning experience needs to be meaningful and and be an appropriate stretch and an appropriate growth opportunity for each student. So as we're working on like redefining how do students do projects that are more interdisciplinary, more authentic, more meaningful, I think a lot of the lessons that we learn come from what we know about students with an IEP, or I'm a mom of a young man who had a 504 plan. And the advocacy for that was a thousand times harder than it needed to be. And in the end, I had to advocate a lot to make sure that the experiences that he had for learning were meaningful and engaging. And he has a competency-based approach to what he's doing professionally now. And it's amazing how if we set learners up with an individualized or personalized approach, it can be amazing and they can go far beyond what could ever be represented on our current flat transcript. So this new one needs to have badges or a grain size that's smaller than simply a course name and title, but something that maybe shows that not only did they master um, cell function in biology, but also they were able to adopt diverse perspectives or advocate for change in their community. I know that ELA partners with the National Partnership for Student Success and with other organizations across our country. And whether it's National Association for Secondary School Principals or XQ or ELA, we're all advocating for the same thing, which is a better experience and more growth for young people. So one example of Pathway to Possible, a school that I've been to, I don't know, probably four times. I live in the Midwest and this is very special and it's in Indianapolis. And so I would go there even if it weren't in the Midwest. But Purdue's um, origin story of their school came from the fact that you could count on two hands the number of young people of color from Indianapolis who were attending Purdue University. So former governor and Purdue University president, Mitch Daniels, said, you know, we need to change this and coalesced a group in Indianapolis to create a school that created learning for all students that provided a pathway and access to higher education. Not that higher education was the only example, but Purdue Polytechnic, with its first graduating class, more than tripled the number of students who were typically underrepresented who attended Purdue University from Indianapolis, just from their school, not from the whole city. They tripled the number in the whole city just in one school. So that is a pathway to possible, and it's come with a design that really keeps all learners in mind. You can learn more about our work and the models. We're partnering with D.C. public schools, New York City schools, some of the schools that I mentioned, but with um, the state of Rhode Island. So we have 47 models currently and are looking to expand our reach and support and influence and learn from others across the country. But you can learn more at xqsuperschool.org. 